from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 1st, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Dustin West, joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Tommy Sandvik, and Sean Thompson. Uh, obviously, uh, Pete Werner is not here. I'm filling in for him this week. He, along with uh, Walter Eccles and Kevin Close and John Magi, are out in California doing the Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic. And, of course, uh, Julie Martin is not here because she's with the kids. With the kids, yeah. Yeah. Well, in this week's show, Kathy Whirling and Teresa Eccles will discuss Mexico through the American Adventure in the latest installment of their Epcot 101 series. And we'll also be chatting with Diz Unplugged special correspondent Tommy Sandvik, who has some rumors of what's to come here at Walt Disney World. All that plus this week's news and round table rapid file, r- rapid fire <laughs> on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. That's my first mistake of this show. Fantastic. Well, this is... Uh, this is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool for me. I mean, you know, only a couple months ago I was in my apartment listening to the show, and now I'm hosting. This is You're finally at the table this now. This is wild. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, Pete Werner's not here. They're out in uh, California, and um, I'm just glad that he's trusted me enough to uh, let me do this. This is really cool for, for somebody who's been listening to the show for uh sits in the big chair since the beginning i've got his big chair i've got his big microphone his big mic stand i got everything <laughs> it's like a shadow of pete is here i'm the usurper i'm uh taking over i'm the king slayer <laughs> um so uh let's start out with how housekeeping does anybody have anything i do i just want to thank everybody for all the um the well wishes while i was sick and in the hospital uh, i really appreciate it you know all the messages i got on facebook and and the boards i'm Get my energy back. I'm trying to gain my weight back. Yeah. I lost 15 pounds in three weeks. So, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not not the way You're, you want. No, not the way you want to lose it. So, well, we're glad to have you back. I mean, it's been like a void without you. Well, hopefully, I can um, make your edits easy by not coughing. So right. I, I doubled up on my codeine, so I'm a little loopy right now. I knew you were going to be coughing, so I have like a, a sheet. I'm just going to mark <laughs> every yeah. time, so I, yeah, I can find it in the editing. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Uh, well, I have a few things. Um, uh, f- for those of you that have been on the boards, the uh, Diz Unplugged podcast board, you might have noticed there's a few threads about um, some issues downloading the podcast. Um, that's an issue that we're working on, but it's something that may or may not really be able to be fixed. Um, I know one of the threads was about the order in which the shows come up. Um, the way we put them up is that... Uh, the news and housekeeping show shows up first, which means technically it's last in the iTunes playlist, which is kind of confusing some people. Yeah, it's bass backwards. Yeah, so just know that it's backwards from what it should be. And then for those of you trying to download the, the full unedited show, like all the segments put together, we're not really doing that anymore. So um, sorry about that. Pacing together. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody else? Nope. Okay, I guess we can move right on to the news. Man, we're... Let's do prizes. You want to do prizes? Yeah, let's get that out the way. All right. I have a... Um, this is our randomly selected uh, winner for July. All you have to do is subscribe to the Diz email updates list. So 
you know, this is random. All you need to do is right. uh, subscribe to it, and you might get picked. We and next week we'll pick August. So this is mm-hmm. for July. This is Anne Gregowitz. She picked number thirty-eight in recognition of her thirty years she's been married. All right. You have won two tickets for Cirque du Soleil. You and a guest will enjoy two tickets to see Cirque du Soleil's show La Nuba at Downtown Disney West Side, courtesy of your friends at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Thanks for listening and congratulations. Sounds like a date. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else? That's the only prize? That's the only prize I have. Okay. No more. Well, we didn't get that out of the way. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Congratulations, Anne. Yeah. Okay, on with the news. It was kind of a slow news week. Um, Sorry, ruffling my papers. Um, First up is a dining loyalty program now available at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. Um, What's up? Oh. You were looking at me like... (laughs) You had, you had that as a rapid fire or something? Okay, no, sorry. No. Yeah, anyway, uh, the Swan and Dolphin are releasing a new uh, loyalty program. Uh, several of the restaurants at the uh, Swan and Dolphin have joined together to create a loyalty program for their guests, and the Dining Passport Loyalty Program includes Shoeless Steakhouse, Kimonos, Todd English's Blue Zoo, and Il Molino. Each dollar you spend at the restaurant earns you points, which you can use for gift certificates, hotel stays, and dining experience. Uh, some of the rewards include, if you have 250 points, you get a $20 resort dining gift certificate. All the way up to 12,000 points, you get the ultimate dining and fireworks experience, including a dinner for four at one of the signature restaurants of your choice, and a private dessert reception aboard our fantasy boat with an unmatched view on the water of the Epcot Fireworks Spectacular Illuminations. Um, so it's kind of nice that, you know, even though it's the Swan and Dolphin is not technically Disney, you know, there's another reward program out there. That's sort of neat that they're doing this sort of like under Disney's noses. Mm-hmm. That, you know, how many people now are going to want to go have dinner at one of the restaurants yeah. over there just because they're getting points? Will that take away from business at Disney? I know there's um, a couple of people on the boards from Jacksonville, Turkey Girl, and um, I can't remember her husband's screen name, but um, they come down and they always stay at the Swan and Dolphin specifically because of the, uh, the point system. So adding this on, some really good... Uh, I mean, we had, we had dinner at the... Um, which one? The, the Blue Zoo. Blue Zoo, yeah. yeah fantastic. So yeah, it was awesome. That that excites me that, oh, good, I can go back and now there'll be a rewards program. I, I mean, wonder you, how this point system works. Is it per dollar spent? I, a I was dollar looking. per point? Because, you know, 250 points get you a $20 gift certificate. I mean, you can easily spend $250 at Blue Zoo. I looked up on their FAQ on the website they had, and I could not find uh, an answer for that, but... I'm just going to assume that it's each dollar is a point. Um, but, yeah, that, that was not on their website. Um, so maybe we should find that out. Cool. Yeah, do you think this is going to affect, um, I mean, people that come here on vacation? Or do you think this is more for locals? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, because I think the, the Swan and Dolphin has a, a pretty big following of people who like to stay there. And now if they can add on points for dining, I think they're going to be doing quite well. Alrighty. On to the next news story. 
Uh, there's an expansion plan for Disney's Alani Resort in Hawaii. Uh, even though Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Hawaii opened less than a year ago in August of 2011, it's already being expanded to better accommodate their guests. Beginning in mid-September and lasting through the middle of 2013, there are several changes coming to the Tropic Resort. One of the most noticeable changes will be the completion of the final phase of the resort, which will add two additional towers, greatly expanding the number of guest rooms and villas. Uh, they're also going to be adding another pool, some uh, poolside restaurants, and uh, they're going to be expanding the um, auntie's breakfast celebration, which will go from three days to six days a week. Um, some of the building's exteriors will be receiving uh, some finishing touches, such as work on the decorative beam joints resulting in scaffolding being noticeable around the resort, but that's about it. Um, I mean, is Alani really that busy that it requires this? Well, I know they have a ton of discounts out right now, so, you know, doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It sort of seems like they sort of missed the mark when they went to build it in the first place. I know that they were saying the one area that now they're moving it somewhere else because they need more space. It's like, didn't you think? I mean, I always think of Disney as like they've thought of everything. And this, to me, it seems like they're playing catch-up. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I was a little surprised that they were doing an expansion. But if they if they did plan on, I guess, finishing the last phase, uh, I guess it's a good thing over leaving it you know, half empty like they did with Pop Century when they built it, you know, and just right. didn't finish it. So until recently. So Yeah, I just I I thought that was interesting considering that it just opened and you know, I haven't heard that they're getting a lot of people in there and but I do know there have been problems, especially with the dining and and there were those structural problems they had when they were building. So this should be interesting to see um how this plays out. Yeah, right now they have a um you know, two discounts. Book three nights, get uh, two free. This mm-hmm. is for stays from nine ten through twelve twenty two, and then you also have a ten percent off with your annual pass. I love Alani though. That, yeah. that was just a great trip. Even though it was a work trip, it was it was a relaxing trip. It's beautiful out there. I've become a complete, uh, become completely addicted to <laughs> Hawaiian art and Hawaii. It's beautiful. Yeah, we went, um, I was planning a honeymoon and went back and forth between the fantasy and Alawani. And as of right now, it's currently slated for the fantasy, but I've heard such good things and I stayed at Vero Beach. So uh, we really like the feeling that you get. It's almost a combination between the parks where you have the Disney service and, but without being so hectic. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sure that uh, I would I very much like to do. Alawani instead of uh, in the fantasy, but we'll see how things go. Very good. Okay, and our last news story. An unknown illness affects Disney tour guests. Uh, at Walt Disney World is uh, searching for the cause of an illness affecting more than 30 of their guests. In June and July, more than 30 theme park visitors became ill with a stomach bug after partaking in Disney's Wild Africa Trek. The paid three-hour tour takes place at Animal Kingdom and sends guests on a safari ride as well as a hike through animal habitats and a dinner at a bush camp on the Savannah. The Orange County Health Department began investigating the illness on June 11th and two separate occasions gave the food prep areas a clean bill of health. No problems of health violations were found. Some of the symptoms include uh, stomach pain, cramping, vomiting, and diarrhea. The outbreak uh, may be related to the Norwalk virus. 
Uh, Disney has continued to uh, deep clean anything that guests may touch and are asking their guests to be sure to sanitize regularly. And the interviews that the health department found that the people who didn't get sick were the ones who washed their hands or use hand sanitizer often. Shocking. This is interesting to me because um, I used to work at Animal Kingdom and the food prep area for um, the Wild Africa Trek is the Tusker House. Tusker House is the one that makes all the food. And they ship it out in these uh, canisters and containers that are, like, shrink-wrapped. And I don't know how anything... If if people aren't getting sick at Tusker House, then there's no reason people should be getting sick on the Wild Africa Trek. Well, they made a big deal about the the hand-washing. And I took the trek, and they're really... Until you get out to the Boma, where you're Mm -hmm. having lunch, there is no other place... To wash your hands, right? So, well, are you touching animals? And but you're touching a lot of stuff during stuff that, that well, track, aren't you? No, no. You're going where the animals do their business, right? What's, what's that no, he, I mean you're far enough away <laughs> from where the animals are, and the only place really that you would be touching something is when you do that rope bridge. Well, there we go. All you it takes is one person, right? right. On that rope. And you know how many hundreds of people have gone over that thing? I doubt they're going around with a bottle of Purell wiping that sucker down. But I'm surprised, like the Disney, if that's their answer that they're not providing hand sanitizer then for people going on the, the tour. Yeah, I mean, they also, and, you know, this is pure speculation, but they also hand out those canteens, the water bottles, mm-hmm. and they have the, the camel packs that you have. I mean, you're putting a lot of stuff on your hands and in your mouth that you don't know where it's been. So I don't... Just I mean, use your elbows for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Go on that whole track just using your elbows touching everything you'd be fine right so wash your hands people wash your hands and there is a big threat about it on the disc because one of the people that reported it to the health department has been updating that thread with what's happened and what the health department's been telling him so if you want more information there's a good thread on the theme <laughs> yeah sport. we made the news yeah the disports made the news got a mention on there oh you can find out on websites <laughs> like the Discord. Awesome. So. Mm-hmm. that is awesome all righty well, why don't we uh, move on to uh, round table rapid I'll fire? I'll go first. Teresa will go first. <laughs> that was rapid. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, let me find it. <laughs> now we got it right here. It's a big one, guys. Are you ready for this, yeah. Sean? Yeah. Sharky and Bones from Disney Junior Series Jake and the Neverland Pirates will perform their hit songs, including Roll Up the Mat, Cast Away on Pirate Island, and Talk Like a Pirate. At Downtown Disney, concerts will take place daily on the waters, Waterside Stage. 2, 3, and 5 p.m. Is that amazing? Nice. Yeah. I think that's cool because when they're performing, anybody's performing up on that stage, there's always like more traffic. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Cool. I have two, actually. So my next one is Star Wars Celebration, August 23rd to 26th. The fan favorite will once again be held at Orange County Convention Center. This gathering features celebrity appearances, costume contests, and other fan events. You into Star Wars, Tommy? Um, yeah. I can, can kind of see you in a costume. I'm not really sure why, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I went as um, Neo to the Matrix Revolutions premiere. Uh, of course but, you did. <laughs> but, uh, no, not that much of a Star Wars fan. I would go, but I can't. I hate crowds. So, uh, you said it's the Orange yeah, I know, County Parks, right? But Convention Center? Yes, August 23rd. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to be on the uh, Disney Dream. I booked a five-night sailing really, really cheap. 
They used to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is Star Wars Celebration Six. I think mm-hmm. they the the first couple ones they did they did out in California, um, San Diego, Los Angeles. I think um, this is uh, this is pretty cool for people on the East Coast, you know, and especially a lot of people come down to Orlando. Got a lot of Star Wars fan. I mean, I was a big Star Wars fan a long time. I never dressed up, but uh, this is something I would go to. I think. Oh, that's when I was a kid. My dad kept all my stuff. So I still oh, have yeah. all my little Star Wars things up in the attic in oh, Louisiana. When the uh, when the third, sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this. When the third movie came out, I have uh, I built some shelves in my bedroom that went all across the wall, and I bought every single action figure from what? Episode Three. Wait a minute, what year wow. were you born? 1986. This was weren't I mean, the three already out? No, 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 no. four, five, six, the, uh, about three, the prequels. The third oh, one of the, the new little, ones. Oh, I don't like those. Okay. Hmm. I, don't Harrison know, Ford. I don't know why I did it, but I swore it would be valuable one day. But they're in a Tupperware container now in my parents' basement, just collecting dust. Waiting for eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe come, I could take them to the celebration. Come, come play uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Uh. <laughs> All right. Who's next? I'm next. Okay. And this is rapid, yeah. guys. Osborne uh, Family Spectacle Dancing Lights. The dates have been released November 9th, 2012 through January 4th, 2013. Open from dusk till closing. Wow. Did they extend it? Has it always started that early? That's I have no idea. What were the dates again? November 9th through January 4th. Yeah, sounds about right. right. Yeah. It starts early November. Uh, Last year, I was... uh, This was before they had the... um, where you could have a beard as a Disney cast member. I was sitting in, um, what's a place where you get your ID? Uh, access Control. Access Control, which is just, that's the worst place in the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was sitting in there trying to get my new ID, and all these uh, Osborne guys came in because they're, they're seasonal. They just come in, you know, uh, for the winter. And they all had big beards. And they... Uh, Disney made them shave their beards, and they weren't expecting that. <laughs> and they had to do it. They gave them the cheap razor. So oh, if you, if dry you shave, your, too. If you want your picture on this ID, you get to take that sucker off. Well, I'm not going to do that anymore, no. All right, Mr. Sandvik. All right, I've got two. Uh, the first one, Disney's currently conducting tests at the Garden Grill with characters during lunch. Um, they used to have that, and it was removed somewhere around the 2008-2009 time frame. So if they determine there's enough demand, they will bring it back on a permanent basis. And the second one is Disney is launching a new next-gen mobile app in August 2012 for visitors to Walt Disney World. Uh, it says, My Disney experience will be available for iPhone, iPad, and Android, and will ultimately replace the existing Disney Parks mobile app, Mobile Magic, in early 2013. The app will be free on each platform's app store or marketplace. It is expected that the new app will include features that will be part of the next generation FastPass RFID system, along with other enhancements. The existing information available in Mobile Magic, such as wait times, maps, etc., will be continued to will continue to be a part of the new app. Um, as far as BlackBerry and Windows phones, those are expected later, and a version for Disneyland will be available in 2013. They're never going to release the uh, BlackBerry. Yeah. BlackBerry. <laughs> Who has a BlackBerry? <laughs> I, yeah. You know, they keep throwing this term around, next-gen, next-gen, and we're all speculating. They've released some information that it is re- in regard to the Fast Pass, but... Um, I don't know. It's just you, kind of a, a wait-and-see kind of thing. I mean, is... 
How much different could this really be from the app they already have? They're talking about some of the discussion was um, things like a ticketless entry system where you can yeah. scan like you can at the airport. Um, the, then one would assume since the RFID system for fast passes is supposed to be tied to like a wristband um, that you would maybe scan and then be, scan your phone and then be given a wristband. It takes out the whole demagnetizing problem, the is this ticket really yours problem, all of those um, things that come in. So it'll be interesting. Um, actually, in talking about the next gen, they filed permits for Haunted Mansion, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and a couple other rides, I don't remember offhand, um, to add them to FastPass, which is interesting because for the next-gen experience, which is interesting because they had FastPass at the Haunted Mansion, and it didn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why didn't it work? It could be that with them now enforcing the end times on fast passes, um, that it really does disperse the crowd a little bit. And I really noticed a difference, too. Um, I was in the park on Friday in the Magic Kingdom, Real early in the morning, um, well, for me, early anyway, it was 9 o'clock. I was strolling. I was making my walk from the Contemporary as the morning show was happening. And um, we were able to get on every major attraction in the park within a six-hour time frame. We did an average of two attractions every hour. And But the interesting thing was I noticed the fast passes actually were much shorter, the lines, because you don't get a big rush anymore of like a bunch of people that that got their fast passes at 10 a.m. and they're coming back at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I think that maybe stemming from this, they're thinking they can implement it into these other two rides. The Haunted Mansion, I I really don't see how that's going to work, but, you know, they must have some idea. And maybe it won't. Maybe they'll take it away. You never know. I've always said that I think Fast Pass was a dumb idea to begin with. (laughs) And it's nice that they're thinking up new ways to make it better but slash take more money from guests yeah but, but anyway you look at you look at the rides that do not have fast pass and how smoothly those lines yeah. go pirates of the caribbean the line might be out the door but it's 20 minutes yeah mm-hmm. you know and the worst cluster is over by splash mountain yeah that whole area is always just a, a yeah, cluster it's crazy over there what i'm interested in about this app is now they have your ticket information on your app, right? Or well, potentially. They haven't released that. but If they do that, yeah. then your phone also has a GPS device. They're going to look mm-hmm. at what people have, what kind of tickets, and what attractions are they going to, what restaurants are they going to. They, they're going to need a, a charging station you know, if they're going to make this you know, a <laughs> yeah, big thing exactly. in, the, in the parks. Yeah. You know? It's like my battery died. I can't show you my fast pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah that's true. Unless the fast pass, if the fast pass ends up being the um, wristband, the RFID wristband, then it, you know it could be that just the ticket is going to be on the phone. But then once you've gone through the turnstiles, they give you a wristband, just like when you go to the Halloween party or the Christmas party, and then use that to swipe all over the park. Um, but it, that will also give them, I think, an easier way to track your locations throughout the park. So. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out because um, and how they're going to I mean there's there's a, the next gen thing that's a whole <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, speculation out there I should say right. so it just depends on what how they end up using it but I I can't see them spending one billion dollars on this initiative 
without being able to justify that in some way or another, it's going to bring in more revenue. Yeah. Whether that means, well, you can reserve a, a ride if you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you get to reserve five. If you're staying at Pop Century, you only get to reserve two. Or, you know, something of that nature. They're, they're going to find a way to market it as, you know, well, if you pay more and stay at a higher resort, we're going to give you more. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You ever just sit and watch people? I mean, the amount of people on their phones. I'm guilty, too. <laughs> Walking oh, yeah. around Disney, everybody just looking down, you know, checking in the Foursquare, fa- yeah. updating Facebook. It's Same. amazing. If you just Same. sit and watch the amount of people, I mean, you'll see me. Um, just looking at their phones when they should be looking up and looking around. It's I try to stop and like right. go over to a building and do it. So I wish people that look at maps would do the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Don't stop in the middle of Main Street. Look at your map. Well, it's just like driving. Pull over, you know? Yeah, yeah. All righty. Mr. Thompson, what's your rapid fire? All right. Disney announced the date for next year's Expedition Everest Challenge. Uh, it'll be on the night of Saturday, May 4th, 2013. And it consists of three parts, a 5K run through Animal Kingdom, an obstacle course, and then it finishes with a scavenger hunt that involves solving clues in uh, various places around the park. And then after the challenge, there will be a live DJ, and attractions will remain open until 1 a.m. Wow. Yeah. This is all at the Animal Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Open until 1 Wow. 1 a.m.? 1 a.m., yeah. Wow. wow. You might not be able to see where you're going, but it'll be open until 1 <laughs> Seriously. I mean, yeah. those... Those lights, there there are no night lights there. If you if you walk there early in the morning or late at night, you can't see where you're going. Well, there's going to be event lights. I think they do fireworks and stuff for the run. So, oh wow, yeah. Anybody gonna do it? I'm doing it. Are you? Are you, you are. Really? Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have a partner? I think William and I are going to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Run. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I don't run. Um. Okay. I have uh. There's some uh, new information released about this year's uh, Food and Wine Festival. Um, specifically, they announced which uh, HGTV stars are going to be there, and um, which always kind of throws me off that they have HGTV stars mm-hmm. at the Food and Wine Festival. They, they try to tie it in like, this is about planning a party and yeah. decorating for a party. But anyway, um, September 28th to the 30th, you have uh, Danielle Colding from Design Star Season 7 winner. Uh, later on, October 5th through the 7th, Casey Noble from Design on a Dime. October 12th through 14th, Allison Victoria from Kitchen Crashers. October 19th through 21st, uh, Brian Patrick Flynn from Design Happens. October 26th through the 28th, Meg Caswell from Meg's Great Rooms. I've never okay. heard of that show. Uh, November 2nd through the 4th, Marianne Canada from Design Happens. And November 9th through the 12th, Emily Henderson, Secrets from a Stylist. Now, I've heard of her. She's kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, Vern Yip's not coming back. He Vern was Yip's here last now. year. I, I went to, to see his presentation, basically, so I can get a, an autograph from my mom. She's a huge fan ever, yeah. s- ever since uh, from trading spaces they get the better people uh for flower and garden yeah yeah i mean i would probably oh, flower and garden that's what it was okay yeah you're right i would probably recognize these people if i saw them but yeah. I, don't, I don't know them by name i watch a lot of hgtv and most of these names it's like who are you i only know one person yeah why aren't they getting um food network people i mean i guess exactly I think they should get Chef Ramsay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that. Oh yeah. Is is I don't know that Food Network that. is in the same um, company as uh, HGTV. Yeah. If it was, yeah. then that would probably be easier I mean, for them. They had that dude that. Uh, 
I went and saw him. What was his name? Guy Fieri? No. No, no. the bald dude oh. that, that, he, that oh. goes around the world and eats stupid things. Zimmerman? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. George Zimmerman. No, no, no. Uh, George Zimmerman. <laughs> Andrew yeah. Zimmerman. Andrew, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andrew, yeah. I mean, so they do get some names on yeah. there, but I didn't recognize any of those. So, pity. <laughs> yeah. Kathy? Okay. I have one everybody's probably sitting on the edge of their seats mm-hmm. for. This is about Disney's Magical Express. He's a decline in ridership. According to Orlando International Airport, it said they had a decline in ridership during the first half of 2012. Riders were down 1% or 11,000 guests from the same time in 2011. From January to June 2012, 1.1 million passengers arriving at the airport used Magical Express to get to the Disney resorts. Disney began the service in 2005. But they saw that the um, ridership went down a staggering, I don't know that I'd use the word staggering, but 14.1%, and in June it went up by 2.5%. And it says that that's not an indicator of how the service is doing. But I just have to wonder, I don't know if you guys are into this debate too, that a lot of people who want to use the service to ship their luggage to the resort, to have their luggage delivered, but then they rent a car. They sign up for it. Can you do that? Wow. No, no, not really. But this is like another one of those like refillable mugs that a lot of people (laughs) sign up for it and then don't show up. But, you know, the tags are on their bags and the bags go to the resort. So I would imagine they would they would want you to accompany your luggage just as a safety. And no, the luggage is sent on separate. Yeah. So there's no way they can force you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I never thought about that. Just find somebody in the parking lot and give them your passport. That's why like. If you take Magical Express and you go to drop off your hotel and your luggage shows up eight hours later when they're really busy, it's because it's being brought in truckloads from the airport. So it depends on how many trucks they have, basically. Did they ever at any point put the luggage under the bus? You can you can stop down at baggage claim and get your luggage and take it on the, the bottom yeah. of the bus. Mm-hmm. Because they, they stop at 10 p.m. and they will not deliver. If your plane comes in at 10 o'clock, you have to go get your luggage and put it on the bus. But I'm wondering... You know, like I said, that that it's starting to become more popular to just let them do it. Like I'm waiting for Disney's response to this. Like they're going to do something different to Magical Express because they're seeing a decline there. Well, I was reading uh, a lot of the comments on Facebook, and a lot of people think it's because flights have gotten so expensive that more people are are driving to Walt hmm. Disney World instead of flying. I mean, oh, it, fl- flights are getting pretty expensive. Yeah, I just saw something about like. Domestic airfare hits, hits an all-time high or something yeah. of that nature. I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. But Or is it because more people are just renting cars because they want to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? It could be. Could I mean, be too. with the sheer amount of international people that are coming in, you know, yeah. you're still having that influx of flights. I mean, you have to wonder if, if they're taking Magical Express over renting a car or if, if it is something like Wizarding World of Harry Potter or some of the other you know, uh, off-property stuff. Some people come here for so long yeah. that they end up with a car because they want to do. They they're looking at as looking at it as we're visiting Orlando, not we're visiting Disney World. Right. So they'll they'll go to Sea World, they'll go to the mall. I mean, oh my gosh, I was in. Oh, I wasn't going to get myself in trouble. I was on the Apple Store, and I'm looking. I check in, and I look at all the comments on Foursquare, and it's all about the rude Brazilians. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just had to laugh. I'm like, wow, it really extends beyond the theme parks, doesn't it? Have you ever been so. to Best Buy when it was like that? When oh. they, they bring a busload of people into Best Buy and they're back there buying all their they, electronics. At the mall, they're wheeling their mm-hmm. luggage around. That Florida mall 
that Apple yeah. store. It's pointless to go there. Yeah. Well, and I was on the Jungle Cruise for the first time, actually. I cannot believe I've been following Disney so long. I've lived here almost four years, and I've never, never gone on the Jungle really? Cruise. Yeah. Every time I wanted to go, either the line was really long or something else to do. Does or it was close yeah. to refurbished. Does that one still have a fast pass? Or is that one that it got- does. It does still have a fast pass. What's so your excuse? The, yeah, I know. I know. So the thing is, well, a lot of times I go late at night and, and you know, they close some things like if it's toward the end. Well, that ride doesn't like, really work at night anyway. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's neat, but so, you can't see anything. Oh, we've done the, it at night. Yeah, yeah it's better I at night. Like, I like it at you night. Know, yeah. When you can see the backside of water in it's the dark. Eerie. Wow. It's eerie. It's creepy at night. So... He did a thing. Um, he said, you know, how many of you are from another country? Literally half the boat raised their hand. <laughs> and said, this is the shift in tourism in Orlando that I think we've seen since, really, since 2004 when I worked at the golf course. And it's, by the way, Oak Trail is at the Palma Magnolia Golf Course. Okay. I don't know if we ever established that. No, that was <laughs> never discussed. Not. So there's the answer. But, um, but, the, um, but you, that really shows a shift. And I think that that shift... With it being even less domestic, I mean, this is just an observation. I don't have the numbers. Obviously, Disney would, based on their hotel occupancies anyway, although they don't have information necessarily beyond their own hotels. Yeah. But I think there has been an increase in people who take the ferry boat and the monorails to the parking lot, which means, generally speaking, they're either staying off property or they've rented a car. Right. Um, it used to be in the middle of the day they could run one ferry boat. Because it was so slow, like in the off season, that doesn't happen anymore. They always have to have two running. So I think I think it's uh, people renting cars and uh, and and people staying off property. Wow. Well, going back to Kathy's story, it seemed weird to me that it was just May. Like it seemed like the, mm-hmm. it was a huge decrease in May. So I wonder if something happened last May to really bump those numbers up. Yeah. So that in yeah, comparison, this year. It went down because I think April saw a small increase, June saw a small increase, but May was down fourteen percent. So, but on the other hand, it's like when you think that there is a million people that come through the airport that use this. If eleven thousand people, it went down eleven thousand. That's really nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think most people would be sitting back going, "Wow, look, we had a million people come through." Yeah, okay, we were, you know. So I don't know that Disney's like sitting there racking their brains trying to fix it, but I'm sure if it would continue they'd go like wait a minute what's going on here because you know that's disney's way of sort of like keeping you captive on property and if people are going to alternate means of transportation you know disney's going to respond to that they tried it with magical express now it's kind of uh dwindling down for them well thank you kathy oh you're welcome thank you everybody uh that's going to do it for this segment of the Diz unplugged we hope you stick around for our next segments thank you and have a good one (laughs) 